the Holy Gospel, according to St. John, the 10th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand who is not the shepherd does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming, and leaves the sheep and runs away. The wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because a hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I take it down of my own accord. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. I have received this command from my Father. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated, and the children may come forward for a children's sermon. morning. How are you? That's good. That's good. I have a few questions for you. Um, has anyone ever taught you anything? I hope so. Yeah? What has someone taught you, Ava? Um, math. Math. Who taught you math? My teacher. Your teacher. Probably a few of them, right? Yeah. Anthony. Amanda taught me sound technician. Sound technician. Nice. Nice. Very good. Jack. Um, Mrs. Pelk taught, um, taught my class about cursive. Nice. Cursive. So you can sign your name and all that kind of good stuff and write letters and notes and all. Yeah? Yeah, we didn't got all the letters. Not all the letters yet? You'll get there. Yeah. You'll keep learning, right? Yeah. How did bike ride a bike without training wheels? Ooh, ride a bike without training. Who taught you that? My mom. Your mom? Clayton. Um, my dad taught me how to ride my dirt bike. Yeah, your dirt bike. Nice. Nice. So we all learn things, don't we? Now, sometimes we learn things from older people, right? Who are some of those people that are older than us? Yep. Parents and teachers, sometimes brothers and sisters, right? Do you ever learn anything from someone younger than you? Yeah? You don't? Hmm. Hmm. I don't know about that. I think, I think that we can learn just as much from people younger than us 
as we can from people older than us. We can learn from people the same age as us and everywhere in between. When you learn something, you try to do it with your hands and your feet, don't you? When you try to learn cursive, you have to take your pencil out and you have to go over the lines again and again and again. When you learn how to ride your bike without training wheels, you have to get up and get back on the bike again and again and again, don't you? When you learn how to throw a ball, you're going to miss again and again and again. But you keep practicing. The Good Shepherd is an image something that Jesus calls Jesus' own self. And it tells us two things. One, that Jesus cares for us and loves us and will never leave us. And we hear that over and over and over again, don't we? But the second thing is, is that Jesus has something to show us, something to teach us about how to live. Jesus shows us and teaches us how to live in one another in each other. When we see good things, we try to do them. So, I want you to think of one thing that Jesus did for another person. Can you do that? Think of all the stories. Think of something Jesus did for another person. Yes. Jesus taught us about our neighbors, anyone who is in need of help. Yes? Yeah. He taught about love for everybody, care for everybody, and he taught that by showing us love for everybody, care for everybody. Yes, Finn. told stories. Yep. You're right. He told us stories. And we learned about God that way. I want you all to practice this. I want you to take your hands and your feet and your whole bodies and just like you repeat throwing a ball, just like you repeat drawing cursive, just like you repeat trying to ride a bike without training wheels or even trying to ride, ride a bike with trains, I want you to repeat over and over and over again love for one another. I want you to repeat over and over and over again being helpful to one another. I want you to repeat over and over and over again friendship with one another. Just like Jesus would. We practice these things because we've been taught these things. In order to keep it up, we keep practicing. So, pop quiz. What are you going to do over and over and over? All the stuff that um, he said. (laughs) The stuff that he said. That's close. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. But you're going to have to be specific, aren't you? Yeah. You're going to practice what Jesus said. 
Love. You're going to practice love. You're going to practice friendship. You're going to practice service. I have homework for you. Is that okay? It's not a lot of homework. I want you to figure out one thing that Jesus did. I want you to go home. I want you to do that same thing. I want you to come back next week so we can talk about it. Okay? You're going to try to do one thing that Jesus did this next week. Ask your parents for help. I want you to come back and talk about it. Okay? All right. If you forget, have your parents call me. All right? All right. Shall we pray? Let us pray. God, in this Sunday morning, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for the ways that you teach us what it is to live life, for the ways that you teach us about love, about service, and about friendship. We ask that we might be able to practice these things, to do them over and over and over. And we ask that you would help us know how to practice these things, when to practice these things. Help us over this next week that we might act like you would act and bring us back again to share them. In your name we pray. Amen. We have snacks for anybody who wants one. You may take one. In the name of Jesus, amen. I have a few questions for you as well. Different questions. How many of you have ever cared for a child? There you go. How many of you know that time of night when the child all of a sudden has way more energy than they did before and they seem to be fighting off sleep? Okay, good. How many of you have ever tried to get a child to sleep in that moment? Now you know a few things in that moment, don't you? You know that it's good for this child to sleep. You know that it's time for this child to sleep. You know that the moment for this child to sleep will make the next day go better. Ignoring this is not the best option. Just giving in is not the best option. You know what is good there. Does that make, does that logic matter in that moment? No. I mean, it matters for you, but it doesn't necessarily matter for the child, does it? You can explain all those things until you're blue in the face. Doesn't really matter. Some of you might hear it in my voice. I'm getting over a cold, not shaking hands today. It's not contagious, all that kind of good stuff. But I was reminded of a similar moment this week. How many of you, having ever been sick, for some reason didn't want to start taking medicine? Anybody? Okay. How many of you have had someone offer you said medicine, just simple medication, over-the-counter, all that kind of good stuff? Take this, you'll feel better, you say no. Yep, yep. Now, 
It's not that you believe yourself to have supernatural healing abilities, though I might believe that of myself. For some reason, someone can offer you something good and something right and something that you need in that moment, but for some reason, no. You push away the thing that is good for you. How many have ever offered someone some advice? (laughs) Some famous advice givers in our hands, but that's not a bad thing. How many of you ever seeking to share some of your own life wisdom with someone else has given it honestly out of the generosity of your heart, hoping the best for that next person, and the advice is not taken? Yeah. (laughs) You can't raise someone else's hand. That's not fair. (laughs) We know this experience. We know it deeply and in a very familiar way. We know what it is like to have something good to try to give it, and it's just not welcome. We know. And we found ourselves on either side of this, haven't we? We found ourselves on the side of trying to give away something good for the sake of someone else and have it rejected. We found ourselves open in that moment of trying to receive something good and rejecting it, pushing it away. I don't know what makes us do this. The fields of psychology and sociology are full of reasons for why we do this. But we do. In a text like today, we have the image of a good shepherd, of a caretaker of sheep. And in the image that we have so prevalently prevalently throughout our existence as Christians, throughout our liturgy, throughout our worship, throughout our decorations, at the beginning of life and in death, we have this image of the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. In this image, I want to ask an honest question. Not a pointed question, but it might feel like it. Not a convicting question, though it might seem so. I want to ask a question. Do we, do you and do I, want a shepherd? Do we want a shepherd? Because a shepherd is great in so many ways. This shepherd is phenomenal in so many ways. This shepherd lays down his life for us. This shepherd cares every day for us. This shepherd acts on our behalf and in our best interest. But this shepherd is also insistent. This shepherd is also not one to be convinced otherwise. The shepherd is one that will tell us what we need to be doing in no uncertain terms, whether we want to hear it or not. The shepherd insists that the hungry and sick, naked and imprisoned, be cared for. In the best of terms, 
This is called caring and loving and consistent. In the worst of terms, this is called imposing and too much and overbearing. This is a shepherd that does not quit, that knows what is good for us, that gives good things to us. But we don't always take it. Do you want a shepherd? I think in the best of our moments, we do. I think when we see the wolf coming, we certainly do. I think in moments of death, in moments of struggle, in moments of grief, it is easy to want that shepherd. And it is right to want that shepherd. But in all moments, it's difficult to have a shepherd. Because there'll be times when we don't want to go to bed at a specific time, when we don't want the medication when we're sick, when we don't want the advice that we need, when we don't want to live in the life that God creates and shapes for us, even though it is good and even though it is right. If we look over our lives, we will see times when we reject the shepherd, not because it is our desire to reject him. It's because it's our nature. It's who we are. We started off as kids. We go well into adulthood doing the same thing. In this, know two things. Know that this shepherd loves you. I'm not just saying this. Know that this shepherd already knew that you would be like this. Know that this shepherd already knew that you would resist this, that you would not take this lightly, not even take this well. Know that the shepherd already knew this and gathered you into the flock anyways, loves you anyways, cares for you consistently, daily, anyways. And know this too that the shepherd will always, always be there. That in the moments when you travel well along with the shepherd, of course the shepherd will be there, but in the moments when you want to stray, whether it's, if it's in a moment or over the course of a lifetime, the shepherd will always be there. The shepherd will always love you. The shepherd will always give you and grant you and bless you with good things. This is a shepherd that knows us and dwells with us that we might know him. This is a good shepherd. One that gives his life to you always. Thanks be to God for that. Amen.